Hi, I'm Rosie, and you're listening to the second season of What Does Your Family Look Like? Welcome back for more stories about our mom. The tenor of the conversation takes a different course in this episode. Here we uncover one of the major trials she endured. Mom had experienced several traumatic events in her adult life, two of them being her father's suicide by a firearm in November 1947 and her mother-in-law's death in early 1954. These two people were her foundation. They kept her grounded. After the shock of her father's death, especially the way it happened, I believe she held on to a lot of anger. And then when our dad's mom died, our bubby rose, she barely kept it together. She was overwrought and overwhelmed with grief. It was the tipping point. She intuitively knew she needed psychological help and that it would be in the form of an inpatient stay. That stay lasted three months at the Phipps Psychiatric Clinic of Johns Hopkins Hospital. Being the youngest by so many years, there were stories and details I never knew. So much history had gone before me. I remember when my brother Meyer told me that mom had been admitted to a psychiatric center. I was a teenager at the time, and it shocked me. The mother I knew was so together and it wasn't something I could run to mom about and inquire. That didn't seem right. So as I entered my 20s, mom would drip these stories on me while being very open to my questions. Let's listen in to my sister's remembrances of that difficult time. So what I wanted to ask you, what what was that like for you all to be... Okay. Away from mom for three months. It was um, it was hard. I think I was in eighth grade at the time, maybe had to be eighth grade, and um, eighth or ninth grade, whatever. And I stayed with very good friends of mother's who lived in Baltimore County because that's where I was going to school. I was going to Milford Mill Senior High School, Junior Senior High, and Meyer at that time was in elementary school, so. It didn't make too much difference what elementary school he went to. Mm-hmm. And he and Meyer and Daddy stayed with Mom's sister, Aunt Minnie, mm-hmm. and her hubby, Lacey. So for three months, we lived apart and really didn't see each other on weekends. You did, Until weekends, you mean? Until weekends. And yes, it was hard. The woman of the house where I was was not an easy person. And I was very best friends with her daughter, Paula. And Paula told me, she gave me fair warning. Try not to disagree with mom. I said, okay, I will do that. And I was a very good boarder. Mm -hmm. I didn't. And it was okay. You know, it was, it was different. But, you know, you went to school, you saw your friends, Mm -hmm. you knew you had to do what you had to do. Mm -hmm. Well, that was one of the lessons mommy told you, taught us. Yes. And he and and daddy and Meyer stayed with Minnie and I guess, you know, things were fine, you know. So did you ever get to visit her during those three months? I didn't. We never visited her in 
the facility. Okay. But when she was, when they permitted it, we would go to, out to dinner on Sundays. Oh. And so the four of us would go out to dinner on Sundays. And that was, that was a big treat. Oh. And we had a lovely visit. And, and then she had to go back to. And then she had to go back. Oh, that must have been so hard. It was hard, but it's something that we all knew. You had to accept. Had to accept, and we know there that was a beginning, and we knew there was going to be an end. Mm -hmm. And when we finally got back together, we just carried on as a normal family on Day to Drive. Right. This segment you are about to hear was a taping I did with my brother back in 1996. It's his memories about the same time. But where were we? Mommy went into uh, Phipps. The overall time, I don't remember. All I know is that Daddy went broke. He had to take her it out. It had to be like three months. But prior to that, we ended up moving back into Day to Drive because Daddy wanted everybody to be together. And the only thing I just remember, I remember having dinner one night and we were making pork chops. Daddy's making pork chops, and all I know is that we had to open up every every window in the house in the middle of the winter because the whole house was smoky. You had smoke chops. Oh, it's funny. We had smoke chops. That's I remember that. But I don't remember. I just remember on Sundays at some point, Mama used to come out, and we used to go to eat. And this is a funny story. We used to go to Marty Welsh's, and Daddy was oh, there. Oh God, House of Welsh. House of Welsh. We used to pick Mother up. She was at Phipps, which is a part of Hopkins and I remember we're walking down the street and Miriam stops and starts screaming and a pigeon had shit in her head and Jesus Jesus I don't remember I guess she's screaming please take it out of my head take it out of my head <laughs> most people who hear about the big age span between me and my siblings assume I was an accident I assure you I wasn't Let's listen in to Meme and I talk about this. And at the end of that three-month stay, the doctor, obviously he figured out what she needed, and he needed her to figure it out. And he said, you have a job to do. And she's, what was that job? Do you need me to go get a job? And he said, not really. You think about that. And I think together... They figured out that she needed to have another baby. All she said was, do you mean I should get pregnant? <laughs> and the doctor replied, uh-huh. Yes. Yes. And she probably swallowed hard. After all, she's 38 years old. Which was old back then. <laughs> which was old back then. To have a baby. Honestly, I don't know how she even approached daddy about that oh i don't think she even approached she probably, they probably just had sex and that was it oops that's it baby i'm pregnant sorry <laughs> and yeah. there you go i was born a year and three months after bubby rose died and yeah. and all that happened and life carried on and somebody was having um a wedding and mom walks in to the wedding. I can even remember what she had on. She had a beautiful ice blue maternity outfit on. <laughs> well, 
when she walked into that room <laughs> and her girlfriend saw her, you could have knocked them over with a feather. <laughs> they couldn't believe that Belle was going to have a baby. At 38. At 38. Which and was that baby old then. is my little sister, Ro. Yeah. Yeah, they said to her, what are you, crazy? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought so, too. <laughs> I know. I mean, I was 14 years old, and I couldn't imagine. Oh, back then, the word S-E-X was like, oh, taboo. Not like today. So were you, like, horrified? Oh, I was. Were you embarrassed? I was. I was embarrassed. But the day she gave birth... I was so, so excited. I was in class. I could hardly sit. And the man, I was a, a man teacher. He wanted me to write, I guess, a 500-word essay about why I should be still and be quiet. <laughs> well, let me tell you. This little woman, this me, Miriam, meme, she didn't do that. She wrote a 500-word essay on why she was excited and why she didn't shouldn't have to write this essay. Oh, I love it. And I enumerated every word so he knew I gave him his four his full 500-word essay. Oh, that's great. And what did he say? He didn't say a word. He probably <laughs> just shook his head. <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's a great story well it did change your lives a whole lot having me yeah, come into did. the world it um, did. we shared a room we shared a room and that was fun and um my husband my then boyfriend we took her to the circus oh yeah you took me to outings that mom and dad never took yeah, me they we were older and we went to the zoo a few times absolutely and and the penny candy stores on in Ellicott City. Oh gosh, yeah, I remember that. Oh my that. gosh, yeah. In fact, when Bobby and I were going together, and we did things with you, we went we went to the Montalman Mall, right? And one lady had the audacity to say to me, "I was pushing you in the stroller." She came up to me and said, "I hope that's not your daughter." I said, "Oh no," I said, "It's my sister." <laughs> She probably thought I was being very smart. Right. Probably. But I was being very truthful. That is so funny. Yeah, she did. I'll, that I'll never forget. That's so funny. From that strong union came two wonderful kids, and then much later, me. It wasn't the norm for women to get pregnant at 38 in 1955, but mom forged ahead and took the plunge further proof of her willingness to take surprisingly bold risks. Dad was a bit shocked. He was so worried at that time, his wife having been in the hospital for three months, all their savings gone in order to treat her. I remember her telling me they ripped up their savings passbook upon her discharge, and they had just bought a house. I asked my mother once, how did you manage with a new baby on the way? She said she told Dad not to worry, that God will provide. Well, with her new lease on life, she helped put Dad's mind at ease, bracing themselves for another little one, which 
they hadn't had in 10 years, and a third mouth to feed. It was worth it. They got me. (laughs) See you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of What Does Your Family Look Like? Please like and subscribe and follow us on all social media at WDYFLL, the podcast.